Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive through Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over there in Tupelo. It'd be weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Walnut. That would be weird. Got any Walnut stories? Uh, just remember Armani Linton being in there. Proud home of Armani Linton. Other than that, well, I'm sure there are fine people in Walnut. It's a great town. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. If you're uh, listening to the sound of my voice and you're thinking, gosh, I'm not quite awake yet. I need some coffee. Why not Strange Brew Coffee? Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and you can order it for shipping right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine you've got sitting on your counter, they've got you taken care of. Strange Brew Coffee House. Father's Day has come and gone. Hope you got what you wanted. But if you didn't, well, there's always College Corner. If you wanted some new maroon and white merchandise and didn't quite get it, or hey, if you just want some more, go to College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. They have the biggest and best selection of maroon and white merchandise in central Mississippi. And, of course, for convenience, you can always shop online, collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starbucks' best Mexican restaurant. I don't need any kind of survey or scientific data to back that up. I just know it to be fact because nobody else is serving up the kind of Mexican food you get at Humble Taco. Everybody else is kind of the same, aren't they? Everywhere else you go, the, the menu is sort of, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. Not at Humble Taco. It's different. It's delicious. It's place. It's unique. It's something you can only get at that location. Great place to go. Hang out. Enjoy yourself. Grab a margarita. Grab some chips and salsa and grab some tacos that you can't get anywhere else. Only. At Humble Taco. Need an idea for lunch today? How about Firehouse Subs? Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online. It'll be ready for you within minutes. You pick it up. You're eating lunch. And you're probably going to be eating lunch for free the next time because that's how quick the reward points pile up with the Firehouse Subs app. Follow Firehouse Subs on Twitter as well because they are constantly giving away deals and, and promotions and all sorts of stuff for you to enjoy. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo. Flowood and Madison, that is Firehouse Subs. Happy Father's Day to you, Robbie Falk. Same to you, sir. How are you today? How, how was your Father's Day? Um, it was fine. I, I spent Father's Day at uh, my in-laws in Forest mm-hmm. over in Scott County. Mm-hmm. And um, so enjoyed uh, a good day over there. And um, haven't been able to just kind of relax today, but that's okay. That's, I mean, I'm a sports writer. I, I relax a lot. That's true. It's just, we don't have the most stressful jobs uh, in the no. whole world. The MSU recruiting hot streak continues. We'll talk more about that in the second part of the show. 
We're going to talk about underrated guys, under the radar guys for this Mississippi State football team. You know, when a team returns as many starters as it does, Robbie, for me anyway, it feels like it's difficult sometimes for guys to be considered underrated. It, that you, you, you know, you feel like you know everybody. You feel like you got a, a handle on what they're going to be able to do. But I think with this particular team, you've got some guys that you know, for lack of a better word, are, are, are underrated. For maybe guys that you know, maybe maybe taken for granted even, just because they've been here for a while and they're veterans, and you just sort of you just feel comfortable with them. The first guy I want to bring up is a guy like that, and that's LaQuinston Sharp. I don't think that MSU fans truly appreciate how important him getting another year of eligibility was and being able to come back and anchor this offensive line. That was a huge deal. It's one thing to lose both tackles. That's tough to replace. But then you lose the man in the middle. That would have been a real chore for Mississippi State. Sharp being back gives MSU a solid, solid presence there in the middle. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, don't, if you don't know the, you know, the importance of the Quinston Sharp and the importance of him coming back, I want you to talk to Will Rogers, yeah, and let and let him fill you in, because there was nobody more excited about his return than Will Rogers. I mean, that you just can't really put a price tag on how big it is to have an experienced center. This is the person that holds the ball every single play. Only Will Rogers touches it the same amount of times as as Will Quinston Sharp does, and on top of that, he's a really good blocker too. And, and it takes a special person to play that position too. Because, you know, we saw how Cole Smith was really good last year at guard, but we saw how difficult it can be for a player to balance snapping the ball and blocking and giving a, a you know, a near-perfect snap every time. In an offense like this that is, you know, so repetitive, you have to have that clean snap to Will Rogers to give him an opportunity to quickly go through his progressions, quickly get the ball out or whatever. And the Quinston Sharp, being back is just so huge for Mississippi State's offensive line to kind of carry them through another year and also to give them an opportunity to to bring up the guys behind him because I I really – I don't know what they were going to do without LaQuinston Sharp. I mean, I don't know who's who would have slid into that position this year, but it would have been difficult. And you're already losing, you know, one of your best offensive tackles ever. Yeah. And Charles Cross – to have him come back is is just is beyond huge for Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, when you look at state the interior of state's line, a ton of experience there. It's those new tackle positions, but knowing that will you know you can you can handle what comes up the middle gives you the opportunities to you know allow your tackles to to get some help out there. A guy like LeQuinston Sharp can handle things in the middle. He knows how to direct traffic out there, so that 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 goes a long way when you've got new pieces out there on the perimeter. And I, and I agree with you hundred percent that. Will Rogers will be the first one to tell you that he's glad, glad that LaQuinston Sharp is back snapping him uh, the football this year. I want to stay on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, you know, when you talk about the receiver position, you got a lot of known commodities there. And, of course, the big question for MSU at that position is who is going to replace uh, Makai Polk? Who is going to be that go-to guy that you're going to throw? You know, I would imagine that one of these guys – one of these outside guys, you know, Wally and Williams on the, in the inside, along with Calvin and Christian uh, Ford and even Rufus Harvey, I think, you know, sort of know what you're going to get from those guys. They, I, I can sort of tell you statistically what they're going to get. There's going to be a new face this year, or maybe not a new face, that catches 80 to 100 passes, that, that fills the role that Makai Polk left. And it's just going to happen. I don't, you know, 
Who could it be? I have an idea. And that guy, to me, is Ra Ra Thomas. I think Ra Ra Thomas is potentially (laughs) – I mean, we've been talking about Will Rogers uh, being the all-time leading uh, passer in college football by the time he leaves Mississippi State. Ra Ra Thomas is going to set some receiving records here if if my career path for him is correct because I think he's going to fill that role as a true sophomore this year and be a guy who catches 80 to 100 passes and then be back to do that again next season uh, for, for Mississippi State. Bigger receiver. He's got some size. You can, he can be a red zone target, but he also is good out there in the zone. He can find those holes in coverage. I thought he displayed a lot of intelligence last year that, you know, for a true freshman. So many true freshmen, you think, they sort of, if when they get a lot of playing time early, they're just sort of getting by on elite athleticism. Thomas is a good athlete, but he's not a, you know, a five-star can't miss NFL guy from getting off the bus to, to, to whatever. He, he showed you a lot last season in his ability to find spots in the zone to make difficult catches. I, I don't think there, there's a receiver on the team. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm being serious when I say this. I, I don't know that anybody has a higher ceiling than him in terms of what he's going to do production wise. He's going to catch a lot of passes from Mississippi State. I thought when you said that he possessed intelligence, you were about to go through the three eyes. <laughs> Brian, he has a lot of integrity. Of integrity. He has a lot of intensity. Mm-hmm. And he has a lot of intelligence. Oh, it's true. Oh. It's damn true. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I can see it going two ways. I mean, you could, I can see a sophomore slump or I can see a breakout year for Rara Thomas. I think it's going to be the latter. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a breakout year because we were just starting to get a glimpse of Rara as the season kind of wore on. Mm-hmm. And it's really unfortunate that he had that that minor injury that kept him out for a few weeks because if you remember you know he had that big game against Arkansas and then he came back against Auburn and had a couple of big catches in that game and I think he got hurt against Auburn we had he had what Vanderbilt Kentucky and Arkansas he had three he had four touchdowns in uh in three games right he was yeah and he was huge in that Arkansas game he had two touchdowns in that Arkansas game the the Vanderbilt game is when he broke out Mm -hmm. He, he had had four catches to start the season until that Vanderbilt game, and he had a five-catch ball game. It's almost like the coaches were starting to see him kind of blossom in practice, and maybe it was something that just kind of clicked for him uh, later on in the season. But you really started to see a guy that could win one-on-one battles, could go up there and take a hit uh, on, on a ball in the air or something like that and could make some big grabs for you. And I thought he made some big grabs against Auburn before he went down with that injury. And, you know, had he not gone down with that injury, you still have, you know, a few more games left after that. And he could have had a a monster year. 18 catches, 252 yards, and five touchdowns. And that was basically in five games that he did that. So he's got a chance here to to have a really special career at Mississippi State. And this is a player that, look, I'm not sure Mississippi State, um, you know, was really going to take him until late, late in the process. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a, a late offer guy out of South Carolina. I mean, he was think, committed to South he was Carolina there to, to replace Burkhalter. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think you know it, he was he was a guy. You know, Simeon Price was was the other guy that was committed to South Carolina. I had Simeon Price playing ahead of Rod Rod Thomas. Yeah, he played different positions, did. but. I, I thought that Simeon Price would get on the field before Ra Ra did, but this just shows that you know sometimes 
you know, looks can be deceiving in this offense. It's, it's all about who's going to grasp it early on and who's going to be able to catch the football. I and mean, that's that's the big thing is getting open and catching the football. It's a pretty simple concept. Mm-hmm. But he is a guy that could have a breakthrough year. You know, I said sophomore slump. It's hard to believe that he's going to have less than 18 catches this year. So, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I mean, I really feel like he's going to have a, a big season. And another guy that I don't know if you're going to mention him or not, I don't think we're talking enough about Caleb Ducking. Uh, he he's he's really look like he might have something to say this year. Might have been one of the most impressive wide receivers this spring, mm-hmm. and um, I I really think that we are discounting Caleb Ducking and what he can do this year. I mean, you're talking about the biggest wide receiver on the uh, in in the wide receiver room, mm-hmm. a guy that is uh, you know six five over two hundred pounds, big bodied guy. Last year got a taste, but didn't get a lot of playing time because of the guys ahead of him. Opportunity is there for him this year, and I think he's going to have a big season. Yeah, um, th- I, I, this is a this is a guy really, really raw, and you know he came from South Delta High School. They didn't pass the football a whole lot. Holmes was running the option, so he was a complete project for Mississippi State. A guy that's never done this before. Now that he has a year or two under his belt, I think he could explode. He could have a huge season. I agree with you. I think he could have, you know, definitely be in that mix of of that 40 to 50 catch range. Thomas is the guy, though, I have circled as we sit here today anyway, as being that guy that, you know, ends up in the the 80 to to 100 catch range. Maybe that's a lot of pressure to put on a young man, but that's what I'm going to do for him. I, I, I think he has that kind of talent. Defensively for me, a couple of guys stand out again. <clears throat> excuse me, as, as underrated. This, this first guy is a guy, when he was signed for Mississippi State, I was very excited about his potential because he, he just struck me as a potential elite pass rusher. At Mississippi State last year, lacking in pass rush. Did not a great team when it's about getting to the quarterback. He's been injured. I think he's fully healthy now. I think he's ready to have a big season. That's DeMonte Russell. I see him being a, a guy this year who is a five, six, seven sack guy when it's all said and done, I feel like he, he is finally ready to deliver on that monster potential. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, he there's just been so many things along the way that's been a roadblock for him. You know, he had that car wreck when he was a freshman, I believe, and um, had a, an injury that uh, – I, I don't know if it was related to that or not, but it was, it was uh, you know, a, a real serious injury that they were scared about mm-hmm. that cost him a, another year. And I think, you know, last year was big for him to get that opportunity when you had no Jordan Davis, to get that opportunity where he was like pretty much one of the guys there on the outside. And he flashed uh, at some moments, but we still have not seen, you know, the full potential of DeMonte Russell. This could be the year that he does this. Uh, 13 tackles last year, two and a half for loss. Um, Doesn't have a sack. But this could be his opportunity this year. And I, I thought he was good in the spring, too. He could break out this year. Yeah, I, I really believe in him. I, I don't know what it is. Something He's got the right frame. You know, I think he's got all the physical tools. And now it's just going to be a question of now you're going to get the reps. You know, now you're going to be out there in the mix. Can you deliver on that? And, and, you know, I think he's just a different kind of athlete than Mississippi State has had. He's the most, from a physical standpoint to me, the most Montez-looking sweat. Montez Sweat looking player they've had since Montez Sweat. He he looks like yeah. a pass rusher. 
to me. So that's a guy that, you know, I'll be disappointed this year if he isn't, you know, every other game or so getting the quarterback on the ground. I think on the back end of the secondary, there's a guy who I feel is a little underrated. And he came in last year with a lot, a lot of, of hullabaloo. And I think he played well. And for some reason, I think people are down on him a little bit this year. But I, I like Jalen Green. I think he's a good football player. Had a couple of big interceptions last year, you know, making the transition to, to, to the safety position. I think he's, he's poised to have possibly a big season. This was a guy who, coming out of high school, was one of the top recruits in the country, regardless of position. A five-star player. And you know, so you know there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of physical ability. I think in second year in the Arnett system, I, I could see him having a big season. Mississippi State has always had great safety play. He could be the next guy there. Yeah, and he, you know, he had a he had a much better season than people gave him credit for. I think forty one tackles, um, a tackle and a half for loss, had a couple interceptions, had six pass deflections. So he was one of their best athletes back there, I thought, and probably their best playmaker at safety. And you know, a, a, a lot of times you see these safeties, they get a bad rap because they're on an island sometimes and they get beat deep on a play or something like that but I think he was a lot better than people gave him credit for and I think this could be um, his opportunity here to to take that next step because you know play played a good bit at Texas and then kind of slipped into the background a little bit now he can kind of be the guy for Mississippi State and live up to that potential and I think I think he will I thought he had a good spring is there anybody I've left off here? Is there somebody for Robbie Falk that you know is playing a little bit under the radar at this time? Uh, I mean, nationally, it remains Emmanuel Forbes. Mm, okay. I mean, what are we doing here? Nobody is talking about this guy. He's not listed among you know players to watch at, at cornerback, or he's not he's you know he's not making these preseason lists. I mean, you're the biggest Emmanuel Forbes guy of all, and we're just not. Uh, for whatever reason, he's not getting uh, the kind of pub that, that we expected him to get, despite the fact that he's gotten a ton of production his first two years. Um, and, you know, I know that he has aspirations of going pro this year. I don't quite see that, but um, I still think he needs to put on some more muscle and things like that. But I still think he's going to be incredibly productive again this year. Um, so he, you know, from a national standpoint, for us, that, that's not a guy that's, that's overlooked, but from a national standpoint, he is most definitely. I would add, you know, among the safeties, Corey Ellington. Corey okay. Ellington was a player that, you know, was kind of too good late in the season to keep off the field. And Mississippi State got him back out there, got him out there late in the year, and I thought he played well late. And he's really transformed his body. He looks like a completely different guy this year. He could he could be a player that really explodes this season. So that that's one of my guys to watch that we're just not talking enough about. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else that might be kind of sliding under the radar. We're not talking about for sure because that's a guy we saw him in the spring and he he looked you know last year he when he played he looked out of place. He's skinny. He didn't look like an SEC football player as a true freshman. Now. He looks like an SEC football player. He's transformed. I, I, I love using the cliche, but he's transformed his body. He looks like an SEC football player. He didn't look out of place. He was making plays when we saw him in practice uh, this past spring. 
And, and you know, states safeties, there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of guys they, they feel like they can play, but there's not a star in that group. Forbes is a star, right? You feel like that guy, you sort of know what you're going to get with him. The rest of the secondary, even, there's Richardson's a former four star. Uh, uh, Banks is a four-star. Washington is a four-star at cornerback. At the safety position, uh, Jackie Matthews has got a lot of, of, of playing time. He was a four-star transfer, according to 24-7. Um, the, kid, the kid who just, uh, oh gosh, what's uh, Morant, the kid from Michigan, former four-star guy. Jalen Green's a former five-star guy. Then you've got the guys who state recruited, who you know have played well when they've gotten some chances, and they've had their, their moments. Preston, Duncan, um, Oh gosh, I'm, I'm I'm Ellington, who we just talked about. There's a lot of, of different pieces that for for Zach Arnett to move around there. The secondary for Mississippi State, I feel like there's a there's like a a high reward possibility. There's definitely some high risk too. I mean, some of these guys might just not work out. But I definitely feel like there's some guys there that we we might be talking about them at the end of the season as potential All SEC guys. Yeah, and here's another guy that. He could he could really jump on some radars here. I just did a story on him with our countdown. Albert Reese. I mean, from a physical perspective, yeah, I love that. Albert Reese. Albert Reese looks like a star. Can he come in here as a redshirt freshman and lock down that right tackle spot and perform well there? Because if he does, this year's a redshirt freshman. <laughs> you got to be excited about that guy. And, no, and again, nobody talking about him. He was, you know, he had a ton of offers coming out of high school, but, you know, kind of that tapered off down the down uh, the line there and, you know, was not rated real high. Mm-hmm. But he could be a star. He's got all the intangibles to be a star. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, he, he's the guy that I, I'm very excited to see uh, next season. So we'll see what happens with him. Some underrated guys, you know, we've spent so much time talking about Rodgers and and Wally, and and you know, obviously uh, Forbes, who you mentioned, you know, but there's some there's some guys under the radar that if they have the kind of seasons you and I are talking about here, it's going to go a long way for Mississippi State being well past seven eight wins. You know, those guys can deliver. If Thomas can give you what what Polk gave you a season ago, if Jalen Green becomes a ball hawk in the secondary, if LaQuinston Sharp can anchor that that offensive line and then, you know give his tackles some help there in the middle. Those are the pieces Mississippi State needs to turn into a nine-win team, a possible ten-win team, and those, those possibilities exist. So we'll see what happens uh, when the season finally gets here. I can't, I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Hopefully, you're able to get out and enjoy the sun this weekend. <laughs> there was plenty of that Father's Day. I know a lot of you guys were cooking out. I hope beef was on the grill. If it wasn't, well. I don't know what to tell you. You should have done that. You're probably, you're probably sitting to yourself right now. You're like, I should have cooked the steak. I should have asked for steak for Father's Day. I get it. Don't worry about it. There's always next weekend. Fire up the grill. Go grab some steaks. Go grab some burgers. Put them on the grill. Enjoy yourself this summer. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats over in the heart of the Cotton District. So a friend of mine was in uh, Savannah, Georgia this past weekend, right? And he went to some barbecue restaurant. It's supposed to be the best barbecue in Georgia, Robbie. That's what they told him, right? He orders the wings, and he texts me. He's like, two brothers, much better. I mean. It's hard to beat, man. I, 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 and I, I'm just saying. I, I, don't, I don't say. We don't, we don't say these things about two brothers just because they sponsor the show. Right. 
I mean, I feel I feel honored that two brothers sponsors the show because it is my favorite restaurant on the planet. Yeah, and it might be yours too. You know, here's the thing: when you're a, when you're a, when you have an ad here on the show, right? I'll talk you up. I'll talk you up. But if you don't see me in your in your restaurant, that sort of tells you the story, right? So, I mean, I yeah. go to Humble Taco. I go to Two Brothers. I go to Firehouse Subs. And if I was just telling you this and I wasn't actually going there, that would be something different. I go to Two Brothers enough that they know it's not just me talking here on the radio. You should try it, too, if you haven't already. Head over to Two Brothers for some smoked Southern soul food. They make it really simple at Advantage Business Systems. They give you great products, and they back them up with great service. Well, every business does that. Yeah, well, do they? Ask yourself that. Ask yourself if the business you're talking about has been around for 40-plus years. Ask if they've helped hundreds, if not thousands, of Mississippi businesses. If the answer to those questions isn't yes, well, then you're not talking about Advantage Business Systems. They've been around a long time because they take care of their customers. They treat them like neighbors because they are. They're a Mississippi business just like you. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Guess what we're about to do right now? Well, you sort of called it when we talked about this a week ago, the top dog camp, that the commitments would start rolling in uh, for Mississippi State. Help me pronounce the name. Is it just Abram? It's Abram. All right. There's another safety from South Mississippi. Another Pine Belt safety. Another Jay Abram headed to Mississippi State. But this is Jalen Abram from Oak Grove uh, High School down there in the Hattiesburg area. Commits to Mississippi State on, I believe, Friday. And uh, now the what? The third Saturday, I think. Saturday? Yeah, I think so. I I can't keep up with these kids anymore. Uh, Third commitment in a week. Uh, for the Bulldogs, all of these guys attended the top dog camp and they are part of this growing class of Mississippians that have, are going to commit to Mississippi state expect, expect a few more, maybe even in the next couple coming weeks. But this is a kid six, two and one eighties, what he's listed at and ran a verified, I guess this was at the camp, uh, four, four, seven, uh, just looks like another, I said this about the Delta last week, and I'll say it about the Pine Belt as well. If they have athletes, I'll take them. Yeah. They, they, they just produce athletes. Oak Grove, West Jones, Pedal, Waynesboro, all those areas, they just produce athletes, guys who you know you can get on the field, and, and they aren't going to look out. of. We just talked about a guy looking out of place and not looking like an SEC athlete. These, this, these are the places these guys are from. So that's, that's exciting right off the top. And the other thing is this. I trust the evaluations. I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm a homer, but I trust the evaluations of the Mississippi State coaching staff right now. I feel like they've done a good job in recruiting the past two seasons. So these guys come to camp, get an offer, and commit. They saw these players with their own eyes. They, they aren't looking at highlight tapes. They're not looking at huddles. They're not relying on other people's uh, evaluations. They saw them at camp up close and personal. If they didn't think they could play, they would say, nah, well, let's, let's take a pass. Tony Hughes running the recruitment. I mean, I, I'm going to trust that guy's 
evaluations. He's done this more than more than twice before in his career. So we'll see where it takes us. And I, and I you know, like I said, I, I think this class, when it's it's all said and done, is going to be it's going to be a very typical Mississippi State class. It's going to be full of Mississippi prospects that are undervalued and under-evaluated. And we're going to look back in two or three years and go, man, they they really plucked some studs. The same way we did in eleven. The same way we did in fourteen. Same day they did in 16, they just found good football players. Well, we I, I said this last week, you know, taking these kids from the state of Mississippi, they have size, they have athleticism. I'm going to feel significantly better about that than these kids from Tennessee and, and Alabama. Mm-hmm. I just I just know that Mississippi is going to produce some really good defensive players that were athletes coming out of high school. I mean, how many kids have we seen labeled an athlete in high school in the state of Mississippi that was truly, you know, an athlete that played both sides of the ball that came to Mississippi State and just balled out? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the list is infinite. I mean, I can, name, I can name you 25 guys right now in the last, you know, 10 years probably. I mean, that's how many guys have contributed from Mississippi State that came from the state of Mississippi on the defensive side of the ball. So these, I, I trust, you talked about the trust and the evaluations. I trust the state of Mississippi. I trust the state of Mississippi to produce players that you can piece a defense together with that's going to help you win ball games. Mississippi State has won a ton of ball games. They've been, you know, in the top 50, the top 25 defensively uh, a lot of years with players like Jalen Nabram and uh, guys like that. So I, I really believe that these guys are going to be able to come in and help Mississippi State right away. It'd be different. You know, the, the, the book is still out on Mississippi producing a lot of good wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But athletes turning into safeties and defensive Linebacker, ends and yeah. linebackers at Mississippi State that played in the state of Mississippi, that is a known, that's a known commodity. Yeah, I agree. So, one other bit of recruiting news, and it's not a commitment, but your colleague Steve Robertson got this caught up with Isaac Smith, who's one of the top players uh, in the state of Mississippi, the number uh, three overall player in the state, according to the 24-7 composite, a four-star safety out of uh, Itawamba. Early on, his recruitment seemed to be centered around Ole Miss, and there was a lot of, of smoke that he might even be an early commitment to them. In the interview that Steve did with him, no mention of Ole Miss, and it appears like Mississippi State has made up a lot of ground. Now, this is a guy who's going to have offers from just about everybody, but it appears that this is this recruitment has at least opened a door for the Bulldogs to get one of the state's top players. They've recruited him really hard, and they've got him on campus a few times, uh, so they're doing well with him. I, I think the state's going to have to fight off some, some big-name schools mm-hmm. before it's all said and done. I, I really don't think he's done – um, in recruiting, I, I think he's going to be uh, a big-time prospect coming out of the state of Mississippi. And it's good for Mississippi State to have him on campus, even if it is, uh, you know, just a seven-on-seven. Just mm-hmm. to have him here, have him around the coaching staff, see the facilities and stuff like that, I mean, that can do nothing but help you if you're Mississippi State. Right. This is a guy with offers already from Florida, Florida State, Arkansas, Georgia, who I believe is one of his favorites. But as you know, George is a school that's going to recruit at such an elite level. It would be a question of would they have a room for a player like this. And that tells you what kind of level we're talking about. This kid is rated as the uh, number nine safety in the country. But Georgia may be full up there. Also offers from Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas a and I mean, obviously a really, really good football player. So 
we'll see if Mississippi State can make up that ground and get him in there. That would be a big commitment for State. Um, the, the, the State of Mississippi class, you know, it looked early on like the top three guys were all going to be Rebels. Sunterrain Perkins, Aiden Williams, Isaac Smith. And now, you know, Perkins was here a, a couple weeks ago. Smith looking like Ole Miss not really a factor in his recruitment at this time. Williams, I, now he is not – Mississippi State did not make his top uh, five. or there. I think it was top five that came out a few weeks ago, which is really weird to me. He's a wide receiver. You think that would be an easy sell. But I, I go back to what you say all the time, Robbie until Mississippi State can prove itself by getting wide receivers drafted, they're not going to get a lot of the, their top, top wide receivers that they want to bring in. So they, they've got to start putting guys in the pros for that. But it looks like Mississippi State might really have a say in, this, uh, in this, these top two or three guys here in the state between Perkins, Williams, Smith, Jamarius Brown, the big defensive lineman from Moss Point is another one. And then you, you go to the bottom of half of the top ten, Tobias Hinton is a pretty well-known MSU lead, lean. Ty Jones already committed. And then you have Zay Alexander, the big lineman out of Tupelo, who everybody believes will end up in Mississippi State. Sort of a surprise this weekend from my hometown, Caleb Bryant, the big defensive lineman committing to Utah. Who could be getting players from Utah to Utah from Mississippi, I wonder? Who could be making that happen? Yeah, Bump is doing work. I don't think that sticks. Well, well, even with Mac Howard, you feel like if he gets an offer closer to home, that he would probably jump on it. You know, from an SEC, if he gets an SEC offer, he'll yeah. probably jump on it. But just getting those guys committed, I mean, you got the advantage right now. So good job by, uh, yeah, by, I mean, you'd yeah. rather have him committed than not. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we, uh, today before the show, I offered Robbie a choice of topics. He went with the underrated one. So, oh, I'm sorry. He told me to pick, and I, I went with the underrated one. So tomorrow what we're going to do is I'm going to have some, some what-if scenarios, some true or false questions for Robbie, sort of some ideas of how the season could play out. Then we've got our SEC preview. It'll be super exciting because it's Vanderbilt. Tune in to find oh, out what two man. games they're winning, uh, and then we'll see what else pops up, maybe some more recruiting news, so on and so forth. We have an opponent preview this week. That's the Georgia Bulldogs, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, Maybe some more baseball news. The transfer portal stuff is starting to heat up a little bit, I think. A lot to talk about this week here on Thunder and Lightning. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Mississippi Media Production.